The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Day Tripper, we're flipping the double A side over from We Can Work It Out. This is a rockin' good time, my friend. Oh, yeah. I mean, she only played One Night Stands. What? What's her... Do you have her number? Hey. Well, she's on on. a vacation far away. Oh. (laughs) In that case. In that case. (laughs) Uh, I think this is the best song that Rolling Stones never wrote. Uh, this is dirty and loud and about blue balls. Mm-hmm. Not shocking to discover the original lie was she's a prick teaser. Uh, the riff is tasty and relentless. I am Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if the Stones wrote it, mm-hmm. um, she's a prick teaser would still be the lyric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the song rocks. Yeah, Ringo really shines on the drums here, and I think that is maybe my favorite performance of his so far uh, in the catalog. Really? Okay. Uh, I was just so focused on the riff that I didn't even notice Ringo's drumming, but I'll have to take another 50 listens to, uh, <laughs> to really enjoy it. John said, Day Tripper was written under complete pressure. It was based on an old folk song he wrote about a month before. It was very hard going, that, and it sounds sounds it. It wasn't a serious message song. It was a drug song. <laughs> In a way, it was a Day Tripper. I just like the word. Yeah. I don't know how it goes from a folk song to, to that. I wonder That's what a, the folk song was. <laughs> Got a good... Re- no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> not gonna. Uh, the song is a knowing reference to the burgeoning drugs-based counterculture in the mid-1960s. Day Tripper was a slang term for someone who failed to fully embrace the hippie lifestyle. John said in 1980, that's mine. It cleared the lick, the guitar break, and the whole bit. It's just a rock and roll song. Day trippers are people who go on a day trip, right? Usually on a ferry boat or something. It was kind of, you know, you're just a weekend hippie. Get it? Mm -hmm. I guess I get it. John and George had both been introduced to LSD earlier in 1965 by a dentist, uh, which they didn't realize until it was too late. Uh, Although their use wouldn't peak until 1967. Paul McCartney later admitted the song was about drugs, though the Beatles' clean-cut image at the time meant that the references were well-hidden to all those in the know. The lyrics employed other double meanings. She's a big teaser was originally she's a prick teaser, as we mentioned, though they never seriously considered recording it like that. Hmm. I don't know. This is interesting. I didn't realize this uh, until doing the research. Um... During the sessions for Rubber Soul, a riff was growing between Paul and his bandmates as he continued to abstain from taking LSD. After John and George Harrison had first taken the drug in London in early 1965, Ringo joined them for a second experience, which took place in L.A., when the Beatles stopped there during their August 1965 U.S. tour. 
Given Paul's continued abstinence, author Ian McDonald says that the song's lyric may well have been partly directed at him. Interesting. <laughs> <That's> the <part. laughs> They're subtweeting Maka mm-hmm. that he's hashtag Beals did it. Yeah, <laughs> is that the first the first subtweet? Absolutely. That's, that's fun. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I mean, I always thought it was a you know. I, I always thought it was about, you know, blue balls, I guess, to put it colloquially. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I, I never, put it as poetically as I did. I, yes. yes uh, but she, she's a tease, you know, she, yeah, whatever. She did she says this. she wants to party and then it's, she's just, it's just a weekend thing for her. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, this was really heavily influenced by soul, mm-hmm. uh, soul music, Motown and Stax record label uh, output. Um, it was really popular in the British pop scene in late 1965. American soul music was, and it was embraced on Day Tripper and Drive My Car, uh, which we will get to next. Uh, the song was covered by Otis Redding. According to Ian McDonald, Redding was delighted by the Beatles' imitation of the sound of his sound in Drive My Car, and responded by recording his own madly up-tempo arrangement of Day Tripper. It, it's another like great soul cover of a Beatles song, and if you can find the Live from London version, it's it's essential. It's just mm. great. Another Ian McDonald nugget: John possibly came up with the riff in an effort to improve. On I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. There's, there oh, it is again. Otis Redding also does a great version of that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that him subtweeting the Beatles and the Rolling Stones? Like, I know I, know I heavily doing here. influenced you. Maybe. You know? Hashtag oh, Otis did it. Otis did it, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just made all those elevators. I mean, oh wow! There you go. Joke. Terrible. Wow. <laughs> Edit that out. Well, it's like uh, you know the the band Sloan has made all, all made some really good urinals. Mm. <laughs> you're like, nope. I'm editing all this out. Well, when you're in the bathroom, you're not, you're not American. European. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you don't think it could get any worse? And then but somehow it, it does. does. <laughs> during the Beatles, during the band's final press conference as a performing act held at the Capitol Tower in L.A. on August 28th, a reporter asked... Uh, a recent article, Time Magazine, put down pop music, and they referred to uh, Day Tripper as being about a prostitute right. and Norwegian Wood about, as being about a lesbian. Oh, yeah. Now, I just wanted to know what... What your intent was when you wrote it, and what sh- what your feeling is about the Time magazine criticism of the music that is being written today? We well, were just trying to write songs about prostitutes and lesbians. That's all. <laughs> Paul yeah. with the funny reminds me of the the Lou Reed press conference where he's uh, talking about. Well, I was on drugs, but you just said you weren't on drugs. <laughs> no, you said that. <laughs> You said that. What a delight that Lou Reed was. He always was. Mm-hmm. Chipper fella. Yeah. 
John Cruth highlights Mae West's 1966 version of Day Tripper on her album Way Out West for its sexual suggestiveness as she transposes the lyrics into a first-person perspective, singing, I'm a big teaser, I took him half the way there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy Sinatra also uh, did a cover of this song. She also did a provocative interpretation of Run For Your Life, which we will get to, fortunately. Jimi Hendrix also covered Day Tripper. Uh, Kroof described it as Red Hot. It was recorded for BBC Radio in 67 and subsequently issued on his 1998 album, BBC Sessions. Love Count, zero. Josie Scale, I'm going to give this a yeah. Absolutely. Definitely a yeah. The double A side, it rocks my socks. Yeah. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.